Jared Holmes, Western University quarterback. You're listening to At The 55 Podcast. Hello and welcome to At The 55, your home for OUA football. Today we are doing a special interview with Garrett Holmes of the Western Mustangs. You may know him for his quarterback prowess, but we are having him on today to talk about this incredible uh, movement he is starting. He is the founder of the Canadian Student Athletic Association. Uh, Garrett, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thanks. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Dakota, I know his, his <laughs> soldier over there, he's doing, he's hanging in as well. Um, before we get into it, um, you know, just generally speaking, uh, obviously this has been a, a massive project for you that's involved the been a byproduct of what's been going on globally with the pandemic and everything but on just a personal level for you your family everyone sort of in your circle has everyone been doing okay yeah i mean it's 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 hard to stay busy but i mean we're, we're, we're doing our best to stay busy uh i mean it's you know it's kind of boring but i think it's it's the same for everyone so we're just getting by and just trying to stay busy uh hope it's the same for you two guys uh you know just trying to stay busy with the podcast um but things have been well though which is, which is good Good, good. Um, so we we had heard about this, or at least I came across uh, this um, the CSAA from speaking with Jimmy Hawley, former Western Mustang, uh, who Dakota and I interviewed a, a week or two ago, um, and he broke it down. I've, I've read a bunch of things online about it, um, but I just want to give you the floor, sort of what the inspiration was, how it manifested, and just sort of everything that's come ever since. So. The floor is yours, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. So um, I pretty much started this idea um, kind of when U Sports decided to cancel all the fall six sports championships. Um, so for them, that kind of got the idea rolling. Um, but then kind of when it actually happened, um, that's when I realized, you know, something needs to be changed. Because um, honestly, I thought there was some sort of, you know, student athlete association in Canada, but there wasn't. Um, I was kind of shocked at Um but when all the force, all fall sports were canceled, you know, I realized that, you know, no student athletes had any kind of input um, in any decisions. And I thought that was, you know, so wrong with this. You know, it's the student athletes um, playing and it's their future that's being impacted. And the fact that, you know, there's no input from any student athletes is crazy. Um, that's what I think. Um, and I made this, it's also called past decisions, but uh, one of the future that will that are gonna that will arise. Um, you know, it's in the past is kind of done, and it's hard to change those. But in the future, I think there'll be bigger, um, more serious decisions. And when those come about, you know, I think student athletes need some sort of input or to be at the table um, to help with those decisions. Because right now, student athletes really have no say, um, which just shouldn't shouldn't be the case. And so you mentioned the the canceling of the the six major fall sports championships was the inspiration, and yeah. part of that as well, if I'm correct, was that for was in relation to the age restriction for playing mm -hmm. in youth sports, right? So yeah. how did that factor in with this for you? Yeah, that actually sped things up for me quite a bit. Um, I didn't expect to actually have this launch. I launched this about you know a month ago, I think by now. Um, but when you sports released the age eligibility um, decision, that kind of sped things up because um, I think that was the first big issue that came came out, out of nowhere really um, for football, um, and that was just for football. But you know, I think that was so wrong for you sports to do, and I think that was kind of a blindside um, for most of those senior football players because um, you know most most guys who were in their, their 25 in their last year. Um, 
you know, they're prepping for the CFL or they're prepping for the last year of, you know, playing football, maybe for grades. Like, they want to play. And the fact that you sports fan came out of nowhere with this, um, I just said you're done. Um, I think that was insanely, insanely wrong um, from, from their standpoint. Um, but again, you no, know, he sent a, a letter to the CEO, Dick White of eSports, um, asking to, to revise um, their, their view or decision. And we're very happy that they did. They came back and they're, you know, they're granting uh, those last, those last fifth year guys um, to play next year. Um, so we're very pleased with that. But the fact that they did that was so wrong. But I'm happy that they, they changed their decision. In getting in contact with uh, the powers that be and in, in trying to overturn that decision, did they illuminate at all part of the process for what, what led them to making that decision? Because I think most people uh, like yourself and me and Dakota w- would agree that it does seem like a very obviously unfair thing to do. Like, yes, there is a rule that once you hit a certain age, yeah. you can't play. But given the circumstances, are we really just going to rob these kids of a year? What, did it really just come down to sticking with the rule uh, as it was written? Or was there another explanation that they gave you in terms of why they were sticking with it as opposed to granting the concession that they now are after the work that you have done? Um, for what they were saying, it was just they were just trying to stick, you know, with that rule. Where they want to kind of surpass the uh, the age limit, um, which I kind of understood. But also, you know, these are very strange, unique times. So, you know, there should be some kind of exemption for that. Because um, you know, it's not the you know, it's not the players' fault that you know, this happened. They still want to play, and they should still be able to play. Um, yeah. So they pretty much just wanted to stick to that. You know, the last twenty-five year um, is kind of the last last you can play, but. I'm happy that they changed that and they granted, you know, a year more for those guys. So they, they deserve to have one more year. I mean, they've been working so hard for this, the last year to play. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty much you know, the main reason why. Let's keep it the same. Now, you know, it, it makes sense. Like I said, I, I think for most people who are going to listen to this, it, it just seems like such an obvious switch or an obvious decision to be able to, to rectify that uh, mistake, if you will. But in this process, you know, there's a lot of people out there who got a lot of different opinions. Were there people who were, not to say against what you were trying to do, but were there people perhaps trying to slow you down in this process or creating some type of resistance to the to what you were trying to do? Uh, I say there's been you know a little bit not not a not resistance but kind of some like some hesitation or kind of you know people aren't too sure if they want this actually to succeed um which is kind of expected from the start you know not every single person is going to be be positive about this I mean, there'll be a bit of negativity or a bit of pushback um but i'd say there hasn't been any you know any severe kind of pushback or slowdown um everyone i've reached out to um they've all answered back a little differently um which is you know good and bad um but I, the main thing was kind of to reach out and see how each person would react um, for different conferences, you know, coaches, um, just for politicians, uh, to see how what their input would be like. Um, and some have been much more positive than, than others, and some have been more kind of hesitant and uh, you know hostile. I guess is a good word. Um, but overall, I'd say it's been been fairly you know, fairly good. I mean, that's that's good to hear. I mean, you, you can definitely, especially on social media, there's a lot of we'll call them trolls that just like to cause trouble for causing trouble. Um, but just speaking on the reactions, what's, what's, how has this been received from the players that you've spoken to or even guys that, you know, you share a locker room with? 
oh, I think from a player's standpoint, I think every player reached out to or talked to you thinks it's a great thing. Um, I think they realize that, you know, something this is actually needed uh, for student athletes in Canada. Um, so, yeah, I think it's crazy that you know, something like this doesn't exist. Um, but, you know, right now I've been reaching out to any players I know, you know, players that I play with in the opponent's little, players I currently play with, um, especially on the Western football team, I've reached out to you know, my whole, the whole team. Um, and the feedback's been great from those guys. I think they all, you know, they all appreciate it and they all support it. Um, but, you know, the big thing is reaching out to other sports, because it's not just football, you know, it's every single sport in Canada. Um, so it's reach out to, you know, every university and every sport and every university. Um, that's a big thing, but it's been very, you know, very positive feedback so far. And I think it'll continue to be like that. I mean, that's, that's great. I would, I would expect at least 99% of the players to be on board with this. Yeah. Um, you're saying you wrote a letter to, uh, to Dick White. Has he, mm-hmm. has he acknowledged, I mean, I don't want to say acknowledge your existence, but has he acknowledged your existence or recognized you guys as an entity or just some, you know, some athletes with a label complaining about things? Uh, I think he's starting to recognize uh, this organization. I think at the start, he was a little more, not hesitant, but he was kind of waiting for it to kind of build up, um, which I understand. And so, you know, so he still just started. Um, they're still trying to build up, which will take some time. Um, but he is starting to recognize, I think he does recognize that this is an organization for student athletes and that it will, will be one. Um, but he's been very good with, um, with, uh, it's been a good relationship with me and Dick White so far. Uh, I mean, we email back and forth. Uh, we call sometimes. Um, so it's really good. It's a good connection to have, you know, someone like Dick White because he's, you know, he's a very, very important uh, person in the in new sports. Um, but I just say it's a, it's been a, a good relationship so far. I think it'll continue to be like that. I mean, that's that's great to hear. I mean, you've only been out for what a, a month or so. Uh, so the yeah. fact that you're even being acknowledged is, I mean, a step in the right direction. Um, now for, you know, the, I don't want to say no-name players, but for the no-name players, how do, how can they get involved? How can they, you know, whether it's helping or even just be associating with the association? Yeah, sure. So uh, the main thing for student-athletes in Canada is to go to our website, which is www.canadianstudentathletesassociation.ca. Um, and the big thing for us is strength in numbers. So we need as many members as possible. And it takes probably less than a minute to actually be member on the website and it's free there's no cost um but obviously the, the more members we have the clearer the voice and the stronger we are so we need as many members as possible and that's any Canadian student athlete uh current or you know former if they're uh if they're alumni um just a member that's that's the biggest thing right now just getting as many members as possible now, clearly, this is, you know, it's, it's such a it's a new project and out the gate. It's a big win for you and your cause. And as you said, this is an issue that extends beyond football into other sports as well. Looking into the future or perhaps in the present right now, are there any other topics or anything that uh, whether it is in the realm of football or any of the other representatives from other sports that you've been in contact with, any other issues that relate to the student athlete experience that uh, as a, as a unionizing body you're working towards, or is this still kind of the, the one thing you're uh, you're still kind of working on? Uh, I think there's a lot of issues actually that are kind of uh, not kind of quiet, but in a way they kind of are currently. Um, but I think the big thing, the most recent issue was obviously the age eligibility for football. Um, and obviously the big issue right now is how COVID is affecting university sport. Um, obviously, I think, you know, 
COVID-19 has kind of changed university athletics um, forever, unfortunately. Um, I think going to the future, I think it's going to be a very different, um, different kind of athletics. And I think how, how it's changed and how it's different uh, should be show some input from student athletes because I think it will be different. Um, other than COVID-19, I think there's no other issues like racism, uh, sexual harassment. I think those are kind of issues that aren't really talked about um, but need to be talked about. Because those student athletes, um, they had nowhere to really go, you know, years years before uh, when that would happen. And now when something happens, they, they come to us and we would bring that forward. Um, but I think right now, I think the biggest issues is obviously COVID-19, how, you know, how it will affect um, sports and universities but um, we're still trying to try and tackle that but we'll see we'll see what happens with that and and so you're saying that you know obviously students can can come to you or come to the organization for when you know larger issues but i mean you yourself you're a student and you're an athlete we are we got we here know we know how hectic that schedule can be um and i'm yeah. assuming everyone else really involved is, is sort of in the same boat uh do you have non-athletes or ex-athletes kind of in the organization um, right now, we're just keeping it to you know current student athletes in Canada and alumni. Um, we, we thought about you know having anyone kind of be involved in this. Um, we're just trying to keep to just these uh, present and former student athletes. Um, although I think it's important, you know, I think it's important for non-student athletes to be involved. Um, you know, they can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, but in terms of being a member, right now it's just student athletes that are current and, and former student athletes. Um, well, obviously, if you're not a student athlete, you can still be obviously be very involved with this. I think it's very important um, if you don't play sports um, in university or college, um, so still be involved and still pay attention. So I think this is very important for student athletes in Canada. Now, looking uh, looking across the border with the sort of recent developments that have taken place in the NCAA with some of the conferences there shutting down for the year. Um, has that, has that affected your thought process in terms of just how, I mean, we know for any number of reasons how impactful COVID-19 has been in so many realms, but you know, obviously the, if, if I'm remembering this correct, the SEC is still playing games. And I think the, the big 10 maybe, but the fact that college football in the States is now even being affected by it. that seemed like just a yeah. holy ground that would not be touched. Does that affect your your thinking at all, or how does that? Um, what thoughts do you have when you saw that happen in the South in terms of what might happen uh, north of the border? Um, I think it's pretty interesting of what's actually happening right now in the, in the U.S. Um, I'm not sure which conferences, but I think three of the five um, are going ahead to play like they're actually going to play football. I'm not sure which three of the five are. Um, so obviously three of the five, you know, I'm assuming that the other two, um, will eventually join, but I think they've already opted out, but they may join in because of, you know, why not three of the five are, um, but I think it's very needed. It also kind of shows how, um, how different, you know, the U S and Canada is football. Um, cause you know, before, I think a month ago, the NCAA said that there, there'd be no football, but all the players stood up, um, and kind of said like, no, I, I want to play football. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence, like a Clemson quarterback, he was kind of the big, uh, biggest voice. He just came out straight out and said, you know, I want to play football and what do we have to do to play football? And pretty much every other player kind of piggybacked off of that and they all said the same thing. Um, whereas in Canada, you know, they said season's canceled and it's just kind of, everyone kind of agrees and goes like, okay, it is what it is. Um, 
Whereas in the U.S., you know, they say it's canceled, but they also like they say no, like we want to play. Um, but it's just crazy if they find a way to make it work. I mean, it kind of Canada looks kind of not strange, but you know, I'm sure we can make it work so on Canada too if the U.S. figure figures it out. But it's it's just very strange and unique times. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens in the U.S. But um, if they don't play football in the states, I think that'd be crazy. Um, I feel like they'll find a way somehow because they're so so huge uh, with football in the U.S. But I mean, we'll see what happens. But it's just very it's just very unique, strange times right now. Oh, definitely. And and this is I'm just gonna ask you this just your your personal opinion. I mean, obviously as an athlete, I mean. And myself, as you know, wanting to be a coach in the OUA, you know, it was tough news hearing that U Sports was just cut. Yeah. Um, but what's your thoughts on how America is receiving, you know, not playing football? And I mean, I've seen it online, and you know, there's a lot of toxicity online. But just saying, you know, shut up and just play. Like you guys don't, you don't deserve a voice. Like just go, you know, pretty much the shut up and just dribble LeBron thing. What are your thoughts yeah. on? Like, I mean, yeah. I I feel like there's a safe middle ground, but just what are your thoughts on how? players are being treated down south? Um, I mean, I think players in general, in Canada, U.S. are pretty different. Um, I think the U.S. are very, you know, they want to play and they'll do whatever they need to do to play. Um, whereas in Canada, it's kind of, you know, like we'll play, but it's canceled, it's canceled. It's kind of what's happening with football in the U.S. and Canada. Um, but I mean, I think student athletes should have a voice, even you know, in the States, they should have a voice um, in what they want to do. Um, and I know players are opting out in the States. I've seen that on football because um, of, you know, obviously healthy health concerns. Um, there's opting out or they're waiting for the draft, um, which I also totally understand that makes sense. Um, but kind of the show up and dribble mentality, um, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think student athletes do always have a say because, um, you know, they're the ones playing, um, the ones that are being watched. Um, um, but I also think, in the States, it's much different than Canada because, you know, there's, there's much more money um, involved in, in the States than Canada with football, especially, or any sport, really. Um, I think there's something like, there's like $9 billion um, in advertising at stake or something um, if the season plays or if it doesn't play. Um, but I, I always think student athletes should have some, some kind of voice. It, it is, they're the ones playing, so it's their, their decision at the end of the day. Now, on the assumption, and I have no idea if this is even, you know, right to have this assumption, but, you know, if we're going to assume that we at least have football come 2021, like, it would be mayhem if we didn't have that season, right? Fingers, toes, everything you can cross, we're crossing it. In Mm -hmm. terms of some of the actual ramifications of having the – the the age restriction altered for this in these circumstances there are some interesting things that are going to happen as a result of it and dakota and i have, have talked about it a bit uh together where you're now going to essentially have a double senior class in, a, in an in essence of the senior group that would be going to their final year right with the group that would yeah. then go into the senior in 2021 but then as well you're going to also have somewhat of a double recruiting class too where you have yeah. the people who were supposed to come in this year added to the recruits for next year. And I'm sure any number of other things are going to happen as a result. And part of me, part of my thinking as well is that I imagine there may be some financial cuts to teams as well. I mean, they'll probably be universities might just have some cuts they're having to deal with in general and football might have to deal with that as well. But what, what sort of thoughts have you had, if any, just in terms of, you know, this is clearly a win for players that for all those, uh, all those men and women uh, who might've lost their final year, and as me and Dakota talked about, it's different from just having an ACL injury that ends your career. 
You know, that's a risk you, yeah. you take on every time you step yeah. on a football field. Mm-hmm. This is completely different. Um, but so it's a compl- it's definitely a win, no doubt, to be able to give those players the opportunity to, to finish their career on their terms. But it does have this interesting effect where you have this, what I'll call a double senior recruiting class, double and rookie class. What yeah. sort of thoughts have you had about that? Uh, I get what you're saying. It's kind of next year will be pretty neat. Um, I mean, hopefully there's a season next year. I think we're all kind of hoping that'll happen. Um, <laughs> but um, but you're right. It's going to be strange. We're going to have the, you know, the older group, the kind of the, I think there's around 300 senior guys right now who have that exemption for next year. Um, so it'll be around the 300 plus, you know, the seniors who are just, just moving on to the next year. Uh, and all those, those, those first year, first year players really. Um, but I guess in any sport, it's going to be kind of it'll be a unique year in terms of the teams and what or how, how they'll be organized and how they'll, you know, how they'll play and will choose to play. Um, but I mean, it's just going to be, it'll be unique, but I prefer to be unique than, you know, just kind of snip uh, all those players who, you know, it's their last year to play. Um, I think any, you know, any player who's in the last year will do anything that they can really do uh, to play that one more year. Um, but you are, you are right. I think, I think it must be very unique, uh, a very unique year, year next year if it actually if it plays out. And ho- hopefully it does. So we'll see what happens. For sure. I mean, it, it, and who knows if it extends a year further, then it's a whole yeah. other, uh, whole other yeah. barrel of monkeys to deal with. But yeah. no, I, I think you're completely right. It, it, it'll be unique, but it's uh, whatever the headaches are involving that, it's worth the uh, allowing these sure. players to, to finish sure. off the year. Um, so, uh, you know, this, from what I read, this isn't your first foray into, um, you know, creating an organization or, or, or fundraising efforts. You have the, you did the Go Garrett Go um, a few years back, right? Yeah, uh, that yeah, was yeah. and uh, for raising money for the Children's Hospital Network. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, but also what it might be whether you're just a, a really righteous dude and we can all you know strive to be a bit more like you, or if there's anything in your personal life, whatever it might be, that that's just you know leads you to not just care for these causes, but actually take a leadership role in you know starting these funds, uh, be it for you know, what you're doing with the CS- CSAA or with the Go Gare Go. So if you could talk a little bit about what that project was and then as well just in terms of uh, you as an individual with these uh, projects. Yeah, sure. So Go Gare Go, um, I actually started this when I was, I think, eight. Um, back in 2008 or 2009, I was a little. Um, it was because I had seizures, unfortunately, on Christmas in 2007. Um, I was hospitalized for a week. I'd take it to hospital in Toronto. Um, I had I had like multiple seizures in that, the span of the eight days I was there. Um, and the one the one main reason why I started Go Here Go is because one day uh, you know, I used to be able to lapse and around the hospital hallway. Um, that was my like my fun for the day of the exercise. And and so one of the days I was doing laps, and as I was crossing like a room. I saw this little little boy, and you know, he was he obviously had, he had cancer, like he was in chemo. And so I walked past him one day, and then the next day I did the same same lap, like same routine, and he was gone. And I asked my dad, like, where like where to go? And all this my dad didn't, you know, he didn't tell me. But like after I left the hospital, he told me that the the kid he passed away. Um, so that kind of that's always kind of stuck with me because you know. It was tough for me in the hospital for those eight days, but I was lucky because I got to go out and I'm lucky now that I still play sports. Um, because you know, some kids they go to the hospital, they're they're stuck with cancer, some some terrible um, issue or disease. 
um, and it prevents them from doing what they love, you know, whether it be soccer, football, any kind of sport, or other than just sports, it prevents them from doing what they love to do. And so when I was little, I just had this idea. I was like, what can I do to kind of help these kids or give them another chance to play sports? Because, you know, I'm lucky and I can do this, but other kids can't. And so Google goes kind of what, what came from that. Um, and I, wa- I did that for a few years when I was little, the Halton Cowboys, when I was very small. Uh, it's like Tyke, Tyke and Adam days. Um, I wanted to get in high school, but due to high school like regulations, you couldn't do any kind of charity. Um, and then in my first year, I played for the junior London Mustangs, which kind of like the, the varsity team. Um, and so I played for them in the first year, and I kind of, I, the, the idea came up again, and I asked the club, you know, would you be okay, or would you like the idea of this Go Gear Go um, to help the, ho- the, the, the hospital? And they, and they loved it, and they said yes, yeah. so we did that for, for that one year, and we raised around, I think, $10,000, um, which is great. Um, but that's, that's, that's from Google Go, and with CSAA, um, you know, I kind of just thought, you know, people always think that, you know, if I'm just, you know, I'm one person, I can't, can't do anything, um, I think it's wrong, but it's, I understand why people think that, um, you know, it's like, I'm one guy, I, can, I can't, can't do anything, um, but everyone thinks, everyone has the same mentality, nothing will happen, um, and I think it was just crazy that something like this doesn't exist, and I realized that, you know, it probably wasn't going to happen, so I was like, why not me, um, you know, why don't I, you know, give it a go and see, see if this works out, see what happens with it, and so now, now I'm here <laughs> trying to, you know, trying to get rolling, so hopefully, hopefully it continues, and hopefully, you know, it goes well, um, yeah, that's just, that's kind of the background of Google Go and why I started, you know, the Canadian Student Athlete Association. I mean, that, that's brilliant, man. And, uh, you know, the, that, the attitude is, is, is dead on, uh, in terms of just, uh, you know, accountability in, in, in society as the individual. Um, what was the, when you were raising money, what was the like process? Was it like based on the actual on-field stuff or was it just, uh, like what, you know, how, how are you guys raising funds? Uh, for for go 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 yeah yeah so we did like it was a pledge pledging kind of system so um it was every touchdown I threw a ray myself um you know if you say you pledge ten dollars per touchdown um if I scored you know two touchdowns or threw two touchdowns a game that'd be like forty bucks so it's every you pledge per touchdown I threw a run and it kind of, at the end it comes to a total and that's what you kind of pay forward. Um, so it's kind of, that's how we did go or go and, you know, it worked, it worked, it worked out pretty well. So I was, I was happy with, with the, uh, the results. And you said, ten, you said it was like 10 grand you raised for that or was that? Yeah. From, yeah. From, yeah. From one, three, so on. So I was, so, I was happy. So with, yeah, I it must've been a good year for you then, eh? Now on the lighter side of that, um, did you ever get into an argument with a coach when you're in the red zone and he maybe tells you to hand off the ball and he's like, no, we gotta, I have to raise money. And I'm just gonna, or on, on read options, are you, yeah. are you pulling it a little early? Cause you want to get that money for the charity? Or? No, I was, no I, was, I was never like that. I know my coach did that a few times, but like not cause I told him to, but you know, when we're on the one yard line a few times, he'd be like, here, you know, you take this one in. And I'd be like, are you sure? Like, are you, are you sure coach? And just say yeah, take it in like a one-year QB sneak. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't picky. You know, I I just wanted to win. I was the team, um, and kind of you know those pledges on the touchdowns. I threw scores kind of in addition, like a bonus. But uh, it was a good year. It was a good season. I mean, it worked out well, so I was happy. But um, I was happy the you know the players and the coaches were all on board. Uh, but it was, it was it was great. It was really it was a, it was a good year. 
I mean, that's, you know, that's awesome on its own. And, and anyone who can say they were able to do that type of uh, charitable work on their own is, uh, you know, is a mensch in, in my books, let alone the fact that you continue to do this type of work with the CSA. So, uh, you know, that's, that's incredibly here. Once again, uh, for people trying to get in contact, social media is a website. What's, what are all the, the usernames and everything? Yeah. So I think the big thing is the website for Studentalities past, uh, past and present. It's www.canadianstudentalitiesassociation.ca. Uh, our Twitter feed is CS Athlete. Uh, dot uh, association, but A S S N. Uh, Facebook to search, you know, Canadian Student Athlete Association. Uh, our Instagram, I believe, is Canadian Student Athlete Association as well. Um, so yeah, just check those out. Um, the big thing, you know, is becoming a member if you're a student athlete, uh, whether you're alumni or you're a current student athlete, just go below so you can member. It takes you know a minute to do and it's free. Um, but yeah, I think those are those are kind of all of our, all of our handles right now. Beautiful. Well, we'll make sure to plug all of those into this episode and just things that we put out in the future. Cause uh, you know, once again, we're completely on board with everything that you've done and uh, we'll hopefully continue get to, uh, to get to do um, representing the, uh, the masses who, you know, lack a voice sometimes. So it's, it's great that you are the, yeah. the one speaking up and, and creating a platform for them. Uh, so, uh, Garrett, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about what you've been doing with the CSAA and, uh, you know, all the best moving forward and fingers, toes, everything crossed that we get our football back soon. Um, but that it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a better environment for everyone when it does. Come yeah. Out. Yeah. Honestly, thanks guys. I really, I really appreciate you just talking to me a lot. Uh, but yeah, just, thanks again. No problem. Anytime, man.